The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by Amy Elaine Ministries, Inc. Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. We're so glad you've come for our show today. My name's Amy Elaine Martinez, and I'm one of your hosts. I'm Latan Roland Murphy, and I'm your other host. Real Victory Radio is all about getting real, ready, and equipped for an authentic life of victory. And today we have a wonderful episode for you. We are talking to Dr. Janine Scott. She is a family physician who works at the Robinson Clinton Health Clinic at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, providing medical care to the soldiers and family members of the 82nd Airborne Division. She is a member of the American Academy of Family Physicians and the North Carolina Academy of Family Physicians. She owns a nonprofit business called All Things Encouraging, and she is an encourager. And she hosts a website by the same name, allthingsencouraging.com. There you will find helpful sections such as nuggets of inspiration, divine inspirations in prayer, destiny dreams, and daily all things encouraging devotional blog. Dr. Scott also hosts PPD Prayer, Praise, and Dreams. I love that. A quarterly get-together women's fellowship meeting and is the participant and host of Colors of His Love Women's Conference. She is also the author of two devotional books entitled Reflections and Inspirations, published by Zulon Press. Her proudest accomplishment is being the mother of two daughters, Kendall and Katrina. We are so excited to have her in the studio today, and we're going to be talking about when even Christians get depressed and the right prescription. Welcome to the show, Dr. Janine. What is your greatest victory, Dr. Janine, that you've experienced in your life? Well, actually, that's sort of what was the uh, necessity for this book, um, because it really talks about my greatest victory. which was overcoming, going through that tunnel of depression and overcoming and coming out on the other side. And I know that, you know, the word says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So uh, this book is the word of my testimony of my victory, and hopefully it would lead to many others' victories as well. We love your transparency. And in your book, um, The Right Prescription, and you guys, if you don't have this book, you will want to order a copy for anyone in your life that's experiencing depression, anxiety, going through just a really hard time in any sort of way emotionally because it is packed full of wisdom and power and personal testimony um, that, it, that makes it even more meaningful. One of the things you say in your book, Dr. Janine, is that even Christians get depressed. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, um, I know that Christians get depressed because I am a Christian and I was depressed. 
uh, not even um, just a Christian, actually a minister um, in, um, in, in being a uh, Christian. And so I think that sort of took it to another level. Um, I just remember um, when I started feeling uh, pretty badly and um, I think what was made worse for me, even well-intentioned um, people um, and even my own thoughts and my own mind, you know, I was feeling like, why, why am I depressed? You know, the joy of the Lord is supposed to be my strength. Um, you know, God is good. And I knew that God was good and he definitely provided and took care of me. And yet here I was still experiencing um, depression. And what is so sad is that even where I would normally go to really be able to receive solace and comfort, um, I felt like I wasn't comfortable in going there, which would be the church um, for me and with the family of God, um, because I felt like I was a bad witness. Like, wow. um, it's hard enough for any uh, mental or emotional struggle um, there's such a stigma in the secular world, but I think even more so um, in the church. Um, I agree. For, for whatever reasons. And so what would normally be, you know, our place, our sanctuary, our place of healing, our, our place of health, our hospital um, mm -hmm. actually was making me feel worse because now I was no longer just experiencing depression, but then also questioning my relationship with Christ. Um, and that, that just took it to another level, but how I try to explain it to people and how I had to come, uh, to learn, um, about it is just like God is triune with God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. We, as we are created in his image are triune beings as well. So we, um, have a spirit. Um, we live in a physical body, but then we also have a soul, which is mind, will, and emotions. So a lot of times we're just looking, our spirit is fine. We are saved. Um, you know, we have faith. We're walking in faith and, and um, victory there. But we have to remember what what is the playing field? What is the battlefield that we're dealing with um, at a particular time? It may not be spiritual. Um, it may be physical. You know, it may be dealing with the soul. Um, and so when I started really researching that and learning more about that, um, it definitely provided healing in my life. That is such a beautiful testimony that you were able to find the healing. And one of the things that you said really drew my attention, that the place where you would normally go to get the healing wasn't the church was not providing you with what you needed. How do you think that the church can do a better job of coming alongside people who are experiencing depression instead of weighing them even further down? Right. I just remember um, <laughs> I was, you know, I was in everybody's prayer line. Um, you know, I was getting anointed with oil, I was saying, if I was anointed one more time, I felt like fried chicken, you would be able to just <laughs> fry me. Um, you know, I did everything I needed. I, I asked for forgiveness, you know, made sure that my heart was clean and pure, um, you know, did everything they could, praying, being in the word. Um, and yet at that time, it, it, it wasn't enough for me because it wasn't a spiritual thing. 
Um, mine was more of a physical thing um, at that time. But I am so thankful that I did have um, godly um, parents, godly pastors, who um, realized that um, we do, um, you know, it's okay to have Jesus and have a therapist. Well, you know, you, know, you really okay, helped me when I met um, you. That, you know, they, they recognize, just like I do as a, as a physician, I'm a um, family practice doc, but I recognize when something is out of my scope and I have to make the proper referrals. Um, and so my pastors, you know, and after speaking to me and seeing what was going on, recognized, oh, this may not just be a spiritual thing. Um, you know, you really need to go be checked out by your doc and, you know, if counseling or anything is necessary. So I think having that, um, first of all, just people who are knowledgeable that, um, that it's not simply um, on a spiritual um, realm and a spiritual battle. Because I knew a lot of people were saying, you know, if you're depressed, it's a spirit and you're oppressed, you know, a demonic type thing. And it was just, it was just not helping. So having leaders who were open um, and knowledgeable themselves um, about the, the full ramifications of depression and then also having a really good referral base um, to say, okay, I think you um, would benefit from, you know, talking to such and such. And even, you know, some some churches even have like um, social workers or therapists and all that on staff, you know, so you're making it more well-rounded um, in really taking care of the full needs of your your congregation. That is such an important thing to do. And the, the having the knowledge that it wasn't just a spiritual thing, but a physical thing and getting the help that you needed is, is so important. Latan has a question for you about a, a quote that really helped her. And I'm just going to throw the mic over to her. Yeah, I was so excited. I was, I was jumping in as you were talking, but then we, we don't want to uh, interrupt this wisdom flow that you have. We are so grateful that you're here, Dr. Scott, and the, our listeners need this. We need this because the world is a hard place to live in. Yeah. Uh, and one of the quotes that you say in your book on page 11 is depression is a mental ailment that affects the brain just as diabetes is a physical ailment that affects the pancreas. One part of the body is not more important than another. Oh, man. I've never, mm. ever thought of depression in that way, and we would love to hear more from you on that. Yeah. Um, that's what, you know, my medical side, my medical brain, for me to be able to embrace um, what was going on, I had to recognize um, that, it was a disorder, a true medical disorder, you know, where we normally have these great feeling um, hormones and, and all of these things that code our brains to keep us calm, to make us feel, feel better, let all of our neurons work like they're supposed to work. And literally, there are studies that show that as you experience depression and especially repeated um, events, your brain chemistry and actually your brain anatomy changes. So it's not just, that's why I kept trying to, or and I keep trying to uh, emphasize that it's just not this, this, this nebulous spiritual thing. It is an anatomical thing for some 
um, and which is why some people end up needing medications. I always say I do uh, treatment in, in two folds, medication just to get you back on an even playing field um, because you can't even play if you're not even going to be able to get on the field. So the medication just to balance things off and then therapy and, and counseling and all of those um, extra um, uh, measures to try to keep you at a place of healing. So one of the things I've realized in my 24, I can't believe that, 24 years of practice, um, is the most um, difficult patients that I've had actually have been Christian patients in dealing with depression or any emotional problems. Um, and so I had to find a way to really explain it um, to where it can be grasped that this is a medical diagnosis. It's okay, quote unquote, if people have diabetes. It's okay if they have hypertension. Lord forbid that they don't have, you know, cancer or something where you can get um, um, empathy, you know, and compassion and support. Those things are okay. But for whatever reason, we literally cut ourselves off at the head and it's not okay for anything to be wrong with the brain um, and still get that same type of empathy and, and compassion. So I just remember when I was just reading the word and especially in Corinthians where, you know, um, Paul was saying, you know, we're, we're, we're all parts of the body, of the body of Christ, you know, and, and, you know, how could the little toe basically tell the eye, you know, you're not important or the eye is saying to the little toe, whatever, you're not important. We're all interconnected. Every part of the body is important. And just like your pancreas is important to push out that insulin to control your blood sugar, well, your brain is important to produce all of these hormones and stuff to control your emotions. So we, it, it's not good to be able to say that certain organs and all of those things um, are more important than what's going on mentally or emotionally. We are all part of the body of Christ and we have all different organs and systems that are part of our body, and they all have to work in concert for us to be whole people. We do have to work as one body, and that is some great analogies there about getting back on the playing field. One thing that I read in your book um, was about the triggers that trigger depression. If, if there are is some wisdom that you could help us to better understand triggers that might you know, be affecting our loved ones and how we can help them with getting, you know, maybe some help in that arena of not being triggered all the time. And it's just, it's, it's I know it's not one of the questions that we told you we were going to ask you today, but <laughs> okay. it's something that I think is so important that when we have triggers and there are so many things triggering us today, can you speak into that? Definitely. Well, I can first start my own experience and what I realized, um, even with um, quite a few patients who came to see me, you know, we are type A people, um, always doing something, always on the go, always involved in something, um, you know, just always being active. And eventually, we're not able to keep up. We're not meant to run at that level and that pace for so long. And what I describe as depression is being too strong for too long. 
Um, I, I remember the analogy of like a battery. When a battery gets on E, things stop. You know, that's just it. But we are not like batteries. And that's what makes it worse with depression because we're beyond E. You know, when you were talking, Dr. Janine, about the brain and how you can create pathways of thinking basically was the gist of what you were saying and how when you continue to think a certain way or these thought processes, how it affects your brain. I've Mm -hmm. read articles about this before, and it was so interesting how your brain can create neuropathways. And so depression does that, right? And then so, so the important thing about your ministry is that you are not only a physician, but you also speak into people's lives from a spiritual standpoint, which is so, so powerful. And that's what makes your book so powerful is you address the spiritual realm. And so, you know, the Bible tells us that we're to take on the mind of Christ. So as we take on the mind of Christ and we, even if we're depressed, especially if we're depressed and we read God's word repetitiously and we think the thoughts about God and set our mind on him, I would I would think that if they did a scan on those patients, they would see how that brain pathway has changed. One of the things yes. you said in your book is it was at this point that I realized that there was a major problem and I needed help and needed it fast. I couldn't go on like this anymore. I needed I ended up being hospitalized for major depression and I had come to the end of myself. But I am so glad that I may have been at the end of me, but I was not at the end of God. What would you want to say to the listeners about that? Ooh, that, 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 that sounds good. Even now that, that ministered to me, even now, um, I just remember at that point where I was really living out the scripture where, where David was saying, even though I made my bed in the pits of hell, God was with me. So even when I was in that dark pit, it was like, I felt like Jonah in the belly of the the big fish. Um, And seemed like I was as far away from God as you can think um, in this hole. Yet he was with me um, physically, actually there. Um, I didn't write about this in the book, but I experienced an angel um, actually, while I was in the hospital, she was a staff member who wasn't even assigned to work to me, work with me, but somehow, quote unquote, she kept coming over to me and she actually ended up telling me she became a friend of mine. And she actually told me that every time she would come and talk to me and she tried to leave, um, the Lord would send her back and keep, you know, giving her words to speak life. She was speaking life over me. Um, in the middle of that darkness and um, actually got me into journaling and, and all of those things. Literally, I felt like a light bulb came on and like wow. um, I was coming back to myself. And so through all of that, you know, from her, from great providers, from great um, friends and family, um, I saw God's love, you know, and I got to the point where, you know, I wasn't picky about how I was going to be healed. I was just glad God was there and that he was doing the healing. It was truly any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. So even when I was at the end of Janine, that's when I really met the beginning of God. And truly like those footsteps, he footprints in the sand. He was carrying me um, through, through much of that process. And I'm so very thankful. So whenever we feel like we're at the 
end of our ropes. I hear that too, you know, tie a knot, you know, and release that knot, just, just let go because that's where God is. That's when you really experience him in ways that you never thought that you would. I love how you said the beginning of God and how he met you there. That's such a beautiful picture of how you can have victory over depression. What did you learn about yourself and God on your journey to victory over depression? I have learned that I don't have to be perfect. Woo-hoo! I don't have to be the be all end all. Amen. Um, you, know, but you always hear, you know, you can have it all. You know what? Maybe I can, but maybe I don't want it all. <laughs> no kidding. I want what God has for me. Good word. When I'm supposed to have it so that I can remain in peace. Um, I learned balance. That was my whole thing. I just drove myself so much to when I was just going empty. And I realized I really still have to. There's one thing about being healed. And then there's another thing of continuing to walk in your healing. And I'm continuing at this point to walk in my healing. I still have to battle, um, you know, when I start feeling down, when I, especially if I start feeling run down, I have to get my armamentarium together um, to, to encourage myself. So, you know, of course, spiritually, I'll make sure, you know, being in the word and prayer and fellowship and all of that, but hey, give me some good Motown music, give me some good <laughs> Disney uh, movies, you know, I anything. Love that. hanging with my friends, with my girls, traveling. Um, I just use whatever is in my armamentarium to that is, uh, keep myself encouraged. Those are such fun and great things. We would love to have you just pray over our listeners and give them some encouragement. And we want to make sure that people know where they can get more help with you, Dr. Janine Scott. So if you'll just quickly tell us your website one more time, and then we would love for you to pray over our listeners today. Wonderful. Well, Thank the website you. is allthingsencouraging.com, and you can actually get my book, um, on Amazon.com or BarnesandNobles.com. So awesome. we're, we're all .comed out. So I really appreciate <laughs> the support. And I'm so thankful for you guys for giving me this, this voice and this platform uh, to be able to speak because there are some really, really heavy and hard things that are hitting us externally um, right now. And um, so I thank God. One of the things he always told me is that um, I had to go through this, not even just for me, but so that with the same comfort that I experienced from him, I can therefore give that comfort to others. So thank you for allowing me to give that comfort. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So we'll go ahead and pray. Lord Jesus, I just thank you. Oh, you're just such a good God, I'm just, thank you. I just know that you're looking down and you're just smiling. Um, we just hope that we have given you glory with everything that we have said. Lord, we hope that your people are edified. Those who are going through dark uh, circumstances right now, I thank you that you are in the midst. For you, you said in your word that for you, a day is from evening to morning. So even in the evening, that's when you're just beginning. You work in those dark places. And just like Paul and Silas, as they praise their way out of prison at uh, midnight, um, as we praise, um, our darkness turns, turns to dawn. So I thank you that you created us. You know everything about us. You know the causes and all of our specific triggers. 
um, as we experience, as we are going through depression. I thank you for the wisdom and the knowledge that you place in your people um, that are able to help um, and to aid in people's journey of healing. I thank you for um, those who are listening right now. Let them know they are not listening by happenstance or just by circumstance. This is their time. You are speaking to them. You are drawing them with your love and your care and concern. You are touched by our, our infirmities. And just as you wept with, with Lazarus, you weep with us but you bottle every tear that we, that we cry. Um, you are just an awesome God. I've experienced your goodness, and I know that they can experience, all of us can experience your goodness. So if we need help, thank you. Give us direction. Holy Spirit, give us the wisdom yes, and, and the Lord. strength to take those steps because we know faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So we have the faith. Let us do our part in the work and allow you to do what only oh, you can do. So amen. Thank you right now. Amen. And done in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. amen. Oh, that's such a great prayer. Wow. Y'all, thanks for joining us for Real Victory Radio today. We have run out of time today, and that was such a beautiful, wow. beautiful prayer to end on. We hope that you will we go courageously and live victoriously. Thanks again for joining us for Real Victory Radio. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio. 94.7 FM, The Word.